Galway Lifeboat Station is based uh, at the mouth of the, the River Corrib. Uh, Galway City itself is an old medieval city. Um, we have oh, the waterways around the city. There's around nine or ten canals that kind of incorporate the whole city. Um, the bay itself, Galway Bay, is is 30 miles long and 10 miles wide. So um, we kind of, uh, our lifeboat station here, be it that we cover the, the river, but we also cover uh, quite substantial amount of the bay, probably out around maybe 20 miles out and 10 miles across. So it's, it's a big area for, for an ILB station. So uh, and we do it quite well, you know. My name is Michael Swan. Um, I'm the operations manager here in Galway Lifeboat Station. I come from the Merchant Navy. Uh, I was at sea for quite a few years. I think lifeboating with me started way back when I was a young fella, back in the 70s. Uh, my father was involved uh, with fundraising in, in, in the city. Uh, be it we didn't have a lifeboat station in Galway. Our nearest station was in the Iron Islands, which is 30 miles west of Galway. But um, so we used to have uh, flag days. So I kind of started shaking the, shaking the box on the street like every other young fella. And so that's where I kind of kicked off with a lifeboat. I worked at sea then. I was in the Merchant Navy when I left school. And when I came home then, after a good few years, I was seconded onto the lifeboat station as a crew member back in 1997, I think it was. And so started crew, helm, training officer, and then in, I think it was 2008 then, I took over the role then of the operations manager. Uh, my predecessor, uh, Pat Lavelle, he turned 70 and, and so he had to step down as that role. So um, I was kind of kicked off the boat to take up the role of operations manager then in the station back in 2008. Goa City, um, be it that we're, we're on the, the River Carrab, which is a very fast flowing river uh, through a city. Um, there are four four bridges along along the river. Uh, the banks are lovely walkways and everything like that. But over the years, we have had uh, individuals or persons have entered the water there. It's a recurring issue in, in our city every year. And... We have started to say way back in, in 2008, say when I took over the role as Lam, that um, the information of when someone had entered the water, um, the tasking, everything, it, it wasn't as coordinated as it should have been with all the other services. And there was a huge time between the time someone had entered the water and us being tasked. It could be anything up to half an hour, 40 minutes. So this kind of had to change. Um, so I think it was from then took maybe a year or two to to get to know a lot of the, the my peers and other agencies and uh first place I infiltrated was uh, say the Garda Shiakana which is the police force and uh, I got to know uh an inspector there Kevin Gately and then between the two of us then we ended up then that we just started to uh, have meetings locally then with all the different agencies and uh, and it, it's it's out of that, it's come that we have, say, we have around 37 groups have bought into, um, say, search and rescue, search and recovery, 
um, awareness and prevention um, on be it the bay as well as the river. Today now, uh, there's a protocol that all the agencies have signed up to. So when that initial call comes in, the service that gets the call first, be it the Coast Guard, the the guards or the fire service, they then will turn around and they will call the other services straight away. So within a, a minute or two minutes time frame, all the services are tasked at the same time. And, and because this works so well now, we have gone from, say, not finding casualties to we're working our way up to, say, find the casualty within the golden hour to now, I think we're up in 80, 85% of getting uh, recovery of a casualty and making a full recovery now. So it has worked really, really well for us. And the ideas that come out of it, like we have um, put thermal cameras on, on our river here. There's three thermal cameras at different uh, spans. Uh, we, we have designed our own Danboys where the fire service have one dam boy and the life station is another one where we have AIS and e-tracking on these boys. So when the boys are thrown in the water, they mimic a person coming down the river so that we're, we're roughly in the area where the casualty is and we can start searching those areas. But have life by rings with troll bags attached now. So that's another great addition to us. And what, another thing we found was that when people would raise the alarm uh, and they're not from our city, so they wouldn't know where they were, the names of the bridges or whatever. So we have all the bridges now have, this is the Wolftone Bridge or this is O'Brien's Bridge. So you're not kind of, the person's not asking on the phone, well, uh, uh, are you near any hotel or, you know, this kind of way. So straight away, the information is key. It's coming in fast. And, and that's that makes a big difference. One thing that we found out when we started to use the uh, the protocol with all the services buying in was that communication was very bad. Um, the lifeboat would use VHF. The, the the fire service would be on Motorola. Uh, the guards are on Tetra Radio. So what we've done there is that all the services have bought into the one system. So your communications coming in is is key, and you're getting real time information, and that really makes a big big difference to us. You know. Um, so other stuff that we, I suppose, the search and rescue side, we've really worked, we've we kind of focused on that for years, be it on the bay and on the river. Um, search and recovery is something that, say, if, if a casualty is missing, and then the, the following day is up to, say, it's a 21-day kind of search kind of program that we use. We have um, we've designed our own index chart in the bay that all the agencies that will come in and help us to search different areas are not searching. We'll just say that we have a local island here, um, Hare Island, for instance, and you could have in the morning uh, one agency would search that island and an hour later another agency and the, say another hour later it'd be another agency and you're kind of going, my God, the island is well searched, but the rest of the shoreline, nobody has, has checked that. So by using an index chart, and we, we have a great group out in the Ormore Mary Coastal Search Unit. They do all the shoreside with the guards and they search all there. And that is, um, so So it's kind of like a daily kind of plan of where we're going to search and what has been searched at the end of the day so that you can build up a file. And the beauty about it is that um, the, the families, members of the missing casualty, that they can can uh, be informed at the end of the day and say, look, at this is what has been achieved um, today. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't find your, your loved one. But tomorrow we have so many boats or we have so many people that are going to be out searching. 
and that we, we're going to plan and this is where we're going to go and this is what we're going to do. So they can actually get a feel that the local area is is really on their side and has a plan and a structure as opposed to, uh, sure, sure, we'll give it a lash tomorrow and we'll see what happens, you know. So so that kind of way, it's really good for, for, for everybody, you know. So that's kind of like search and rescue, search and recovery. And then for years, then we were kind of going, oh, we need to do other stuff with the guards to get in, say, the, the domain and the local bars and stuff to come on site to help us. So that comes into awareness and prevention. And the key there for us was uh, lighting. An awful lot of trees along the riverbank, they need to be cut back. To the, the lice, the, you know, the leaves and everything in the summertime are blocking all the lights in, at nighttime. Um, we have uh, a Galway safety app. Um, uh, it's designed by a guy, Neil Wilson, and it, it's it's a great app in that if, if you know, well, first of all, it's kind of, we had to sell the app to all the students. So we have around 30,000 students in the, in the city. And um, so when they come in as first years, they're shown this app. And it, basically what it is, you're downloading an app that you have on your phone. And if you go down to, say, we call it the danger zones or the hot zones on the river, and you stay there for over five minutes, it kind of sets an alarm off on, on your phone and it kind of tells you uh, it would be, say, red, orange, or green. And on that, then you can say, oh, hit the green. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm only here for a few minutes and I, I'll be gone. Or orange, um, um, I'd like to call one of my, my, my ice friends, my close friends or colleagues, and then, def- then the app would call their, their latest colleague that they could talk to them. Or if it's red, um, then then initiate, then it would go to the emergency services. But also, if the person stays an additional five minutes and doesn't push any of those buttons, the actual app itself will activate, will go on the red, and will notify the services. And, and also, then we could have a location on that, and with their cameras and stuff, then the thermal cameras, we can we can uh, they can they can tune in there and see what the casualties are. I, I think for me, my, my what keeps me going is um, is that over the years um, I've been involved in quite a few rescues on, on the river. It's something that that because I'm I, I'm a Galwegian and I love Galway, and it it is such a um, I suppose the river is such a draw at times to different people, and it to me it's like. Um, we need to protect our students. We need to protect our youth. We need to protect the people um, that are not in the right place. And by using um, all the agencies that we have and that we all talk together, that we can actually um, help these people and hopefully that they'll make a, a full recovery and, and, and move on with life. With the search and rescue um, in that that's my passion first of all is a, I, I was a navigation officer at sea so i love everything navigation everything but when i came off the sea and i remember getting out in the lifeboat the first time and, and one of the local fishermen was the helm at the time and he was literally flying up the coast and i was kind of going jesus i can see the rocks below me you know and i was kind of going my God, for me, a rock was a mile away and it was too close, you know, that kind of way before where I worked, you know. So um, it, it was a big kind of change to get into it. But um, so uh, literally in the bay for, for um, say, search and rescue, we are we are so, so fortunate that we have a Marine Institute 
that are based in in, in Galway over in Ormore. And, and there's a great bunch of individuals there, and they have done so much for us with regards to adrift programs, tidal atlas, weather stations, ODAS boys, and they've put that all, you know, given us all this stuff to help us do search and rescue. Uh, and they've developed like a, an adrift program, which uh, I believe is it, fantastic. So if there's a boat or a person in the water, that we can actually, in our station, we, they have given us a big monitor screen that we can connect to the Marine Institute and their programs, and you put in the information, and it would give you uh, an area where to search, uh, the density of the search, like the is it red or is it green? And, and with that, then, we can go and start searching. And likewise, as other rescue services come on stream, we can wider the box, you know. And we've used this in, on numerous occasions to, 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 to uh, retrieve uh, you know, boats or, or, or people in the water. Hello, it's Mary McAleese here. You've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.